0: Mud Boots is brought to you by Institute for Educational Leadership.
1: Welcome to Mud Boots. My name is Paul Reynolds, and I have the pleasure of journeying with you through the fields of education reform and innovation as we explore what whole child education is, where it came from, and how, after nearly a century of effort, how it's finally being implemented even in district public schools. For those who listened to our last episode, we had the pleasure of talking with Karen Pittman, president, co-founder, and CEO of the Forum for Youth Investment. Karen and I explored the role of community in the whole child ecosystem to discover the importance of the non-school setting in child development. This week, we head back into the school to talk to Dr. Josh Garcia, Deputy Superintendent of Tacoma, Washington Public Schools. Less than 10 years ago, Tacoma Public Schools were plagued with a variety of issues including the labeling of all comprehensive high schools as dropout factories in a national USA Today report. After the district hit a self-described rock bottom, Josh joined Superintendent Carla Santorno's team to turn the schools around by focusing on whole child education but with a data-driven approach. The impact has been dramatic. Graduation rates have soared from only 55% in 2010 to over 86% in 2017. Participation in activities, the percentage of students taking courses of rigor, and almost every other metric is up as well. And at the center of these remarkable improvements, ensuring that every child is safe, healthy challenged engaged and supported and now let's hear from Josh about this remarkable journey to achieve this success and what lessons there might be for other districts ready to take the same approach I am pleased to be connecting with Josh Garcia deputy superintendent of the Tacoma Public Schools Josh, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to share your insights on the whole child education approach.
0: You bet. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Today, we're going to be taking a look at how that unfolded in your schools, the Tacoma, Washington Public Schools. What's it like? The size, school demographic? Help us understand what what the setting is.
0: The Tacoma Public Schools are a rich, diverse Community that supports approximately 31,000 students preschool through grades 12 in their educational journey. The Tacoma Public Schools is, is a part of the city of Tacoma, which is a port city. We serve and support over 90 different languages. We have a diversity in not only different ethnic heritage and in, uh, in history, but also in economic diversity. English language learners, special education at all different levels. It's a, a truly a, a, a smaller version of our globe right here in the in Tacoma, Washington.
1: So Josh, you arrived in about 2012 is here the Tacoma Public Schools. Looking back then, what you know what were the schools like? Maybe you could get a, give a sense of a before picture.
0: Yeah, and so really starting back in around the 2010 uh, area, the, the schools in the community was uh, struggling in several different fashions, and the probably the most uh, recognizable indicator was graduation rates. All of our comprehensive high schools had been labeled as national dropout factories. Graduation rates were in the low to mid-50s. We were struggling with coming together as a community to think about what is our best approach to support the whole child. Um, and so that was uh, right around two thousand and twelve, the community started to to really dive deep and investigate what did that mean for the city of Tacoma.
1: Some people have been working with Whole Child for a long time, you know, some decades. And there are some people who will be hearing about Whole Child for the first time, and I'm just wondering if you could give a a layperson's explanation of what a Whole child approach to youth development education is.
0: Yeah, let's start with the goal. Uh, The goal is to make sure that we uh, we built on a a national framework from the Association of Supervision and Curriculum Development to ensure that every child was safe, healthy, challenged, engaged, and supported. And what we had to do is really make meaning of what that looks like. And so in partnership with the University of Washington Tacoma, we developed a four-shift continuous improvement framework that basically proactively supports youth socially, emotionally, and academic in their development. And so that four-shift approach is is based on what happens inside the schools. Is it connected with our community partnerships, our community-based organizations working directly with youth? Is that work also partnered in Shift 3 with our families? And does that work spread across into the neighborhoods in both language, uh, policy alignment, uh, resource allocation, and strategy? And so that's what we've been doing in our journey as a city over the last uh, really six years uh, to get us to this point.
1: You mentioned the whole child framework and the four shifts. I was wondering if we could just circle back and just talk a little bit more specifically about that. What exactly are the four shifts?
0: The four shifts are uh, taking a step back and first recognizing that learning happens for kids 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week right the second classroom or shift if you will is is around we have folks that have organized community partnerships or community-based organizations serving kids Uh, in our community that can be everything from our metro parks to the boys and girls club to uh, mesa math engineering science academies to uh, the children's museum that there was programming and a recognition that kids were going to places and they were learning. And what we had to do is figure out what and how they were learning and create a co-created model that honored and support that. The third shift is is we recognize is that kids learn from their families, first probably and foremost. And what we needed to do is is come at that from a dual capacity framework, some work out of Harvard, uh, where we recognize that we don't know everything. And we need to stop with the idea that we were here to teach families, but also learn and teach families, learn what is working, what's needed. And when you serve really diverse, rich communities, you recognize there's not a one size fits all. And so that's really heavy lifting at work uh, to not only be a, a learner, to be, be how do we organize in a manner that helps teach shared meaning around some of these principles and co-create definitions that can be applied in each of those settings. And then the right. fourth is, is we recognize that kids learn just by being out in the community, and that we at some point have to influence that conversation or that learning environment or help influence it in a a manner that's positive, safe, and supportive for kids. By no means have we arrived in each of these categories. We, We are continually revising and learning and changing and evolving.
1: You were saying around 2012, there was an inflection point. Things were beginning to change. Can you give us a sense of what was the spark? What what began the change?
0: Yeah, in, in 2012, our school board actually was going through a strategic planning process. And one of the things that I think is was unique about that is, is the school board leadership said, you know, we don't want uh, something that sits on the shelf in a strategic plan. We want data-driven decision making. We want to measure our approach to supporting students social emotionally, as well as their academic development with laser-like focus. Uh, We want to ensure that there's a level of transparency in our data to talk about the achievement gaps. And we needed a framework and an approach to make that happen so that it didn't just become a document that sat on the shelf.
1: That accountability of the data is really important. There are people who are championing a whole child approach, but I think one of the huge contributions you and your team are making is that you are actually looking at the data and using that to help navigate and find out where where you are and get a sense of accountability, which I think people are looking for. Is that a fair snapshot?
0: Yeah, I think it's a fair snapshot. I think, you know, the term accountability in education has um, some uh, connotation with standardized tests. Right what we really focused in on is, is a multiple measures accountability ch- system to, to, to measure the whole child. I think, you know, for listeners as well, is it's really important to say that, you know, we don't think that our accountability system is, is perfect. We continue to learn and grow. We just are committed to relentlessly be a part of this journey and to implement a continuous improvement framework. And so what's really important as others develop their journey is is that they start with some really basic questions like, so what do you mean by whole child? How will you measure success? Are there multiple measures? You know, what is your framework? And I think the wrong answer is is to sit and look at someone else's work and say, oh, yeah, well, that's what what whole child is or that's what whole child is not. The right answer is to say, oh, I see the intent of what they're trying to do. So what does that mean for our local community? And right. will we be responsible enough to hold ourselves accountable for our results?
1: You have mentioned that there are, is it thirty-six indicators that you use to measure progress in the schools. Is
0: yeah, we have uh, we have over thirty indicators um, that we use to measure our strategic plan goals and supports.
1: Can, can you give people just a you know a sampling of a few of those?
0: So, just thinking about the safe tenant, for example, we really think about. Our students are students able to demonstrate their ability to respond and act and learn in a safe manner? So, you know, we use things like the traditional uh, discipline uh, and the number of students that are not being expelled or excluded from classes. So that's one example, right? Yeah. Not the number of students that are, but how about the positive of what's not? And it's really important as you're building this culture is, is to Give an honest portrayal. Right now, there's, you know, it's easy to, to focus in on the negatives and saying, well, geez, there are all these kids across America that are being expelled. Well, when you really look at the data, there's not. And a lot of kids are doing these amazing jobs, going and shifting for the engagement tenant. You know, We look at the kids that are participating in extracurricular activities as a form of engagement. None of these are perfect, all be alls data indicators, but they do give you an indication of what is your progress. In. And so extracurricular activities, not just sports, but clubs, arts, science, you name it, performance, visual. So we look at that. For the challenge tenant. we look at the number of students taking rigorous courses, AP, advanced placement, international baccalaureate, or college in the high school. And so you know we had to come into what could we measure, how could we define that, how could we look at those uh, success criteria.
1: It's a theme that as we've been speaking to people about whole child that it takes a lot of work that it is actually not easy to do this but the the net out where everybody lands is it is absolutely worth it because you do see results were there moments early on in the journey where you were, were beginning to see the hard work bear fruit
0: well I, I think that you know when we and our approach we saw buy-in from Different levels, and that was the first kind of data that we were that we were working on. Is this, that this was a co-created model, you know, that we used in an accordion process to get feedback of what our success criteria was. Uh, we used uh, expertise from within the city as well as across the nation and internationally about some of the the approaches and strategies. We partnered with higher ed. Um, we really started with making sure that we learn and got buy-in around the infrastructure before we went in and started to implement. And I think that's critical, this, that building that trust and shared meaning. And then we were measuring that buy-in. We were measuring that with teachers' perceptions, with the principal's perceptions, with community perceptions. And we started to see a shift in the buy-in of what, what the need was, as well as the how. Mm-hmm. From there, we started to see student achievement change pretty rapidly from graduation rates to verified acceptance letters in the next institutions to discipline going down to students feeling like they would challenge themselves in advanced classes some of that early wins came from us breaking down access barriers through policies through programs through procedures so we saw you know steady increases in each of those um, are we seeing increases in standardized tests? Yeah, but the whole child framework is, is, is so much more than just words on pra- paper. It's, uh, you start to dive into those four shifts and you get eight pillars, social, emotional learning, uh, positive behavior, supports and interventions, physical and mental wellness, trauma-sensitive practices, signature whole child practices, restorative practices, advanced tiers of support, and continuous improvement. And so in each of those pillars, there's work plans and action plans for each of our benchmarks, There's work plans and action plans, you know, and so it really changed the way we were doing work as a school system, as a community.
1: So, Josh, what what other programs have you rolled out that you found most helpful or effective? And, and maybe on the flip side, did you try some things that just didn't didn't work along the way?
0: Yeah, so one is that uh, I want to be cautious about. This work is not about a program that you buy, right? You know, we mentioned some of these things. It's values at the district level and defining those, equity and inclusion, continuous improvement. It's about alignment at the district level and using data, clarity around benchmarks, professional development, coaching, and leadership. At the building level, it's really about sustaining implementation, focusing in on culture and climate, aligning mental health, Leadership for both students and staff. At the classroom, it's about these signature practices that we really work on that are across the system that go into shift two, into shift three. It's educating and fostering in this world trauma sensitive practices, a value and belief in explicitly and integrated social emotional learning. You know, and then at that student level, it's really about making sure that they find their voice and that they start to see the value in being safe, healthy, engaged, challenged and supported. We've never found a program where you can just buy it. Right, right. Uh, that doesn't honor the local contextualization that's so important for implementation. Now we've, we've learned, as I mentioned, from national frameworks, we're constantly learning from our colleagues, different pieces, elements of that. Uh, we have a great partnership with the Greater Tacoma Community Foundation that's really taking the lead on aligning community partnerships. And you know, um, asking great questions like, so what does signature practices look like in these settings? And we're co-creating that work, How do we measure dosage to ensure effectiveness is actually happening? And so um, in each of those elements, we stub our toes. We learn. And so the thing that I would say to folks is, is never assume, you know, the moment you start assuming uh, you get yourself in trouble, Feel a luxury in a in the space here that I've learned is is a space between being a learner and a teacher, and in that space is that that piece to say I don't have all the answers, but I do have a responsibility to share with folks what I do know, and what I can, and my experiences have taught me, and that that space between teacher and learner is 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 both from what we're finding is, is both peaceful, uh, inspiring, and extremely challenging. To
1: embrace your practice like that, it that must keep you charged all the time.
0: It's and... exhausting. <laughs> to embrace your practice like that is exhausting. And that's right. what I you know, whatever you do, this work is not Josh Garcia's work. This work and what I'm most proud of is is to continue to work behind the scenes to support a community that is valuing and supporting the whole child. This work is not the work of schools. Although sometimes schools have to play an instrumental role in kickstarting it.
1: Josh Garcia, what a joy to be able to connect with you. Michael our producer was very excited about this particular segment, he had done some research and was looking at your story and the story of the Tacoma Washington schools, and was just very excited about what's going on there. You know, kudos to to you and the entire team and the entire community. The level of work that you're doing to look at the entire ecosystem, and as you said, it's exhausting work. Um, thank you for putting all the time in. Everybody who's involved. It is a proof point of the evolution of our schools and where where we're headed. Thank you for joining us today. And please pass along our thanks to everybody in the school system.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to continue to be a part of a, a bigger conversation, not only in our state and city, but across the nation. And, and what we're finding internationally is, is this, this, this value and belief uh, I'm so proud of, to be a part of the Tacoma community. Um, this truly is a community-wide effort, and uh, the schools are a proud partner in that effort. And I look forward to, to learning more about other people's journeys, and if we can help in any way, please let us know.
1: Wonderful, thank you, Josh. <laughs> For more information about Josh and the Tacoma Public Schools, you can visit their website at tacomaschools.org. You can read all about their strategic plan as well as view comprehensive data going back as far as 2013. Next week on Mudboots, we'll be speaking with Dr. Stacy Bellalt, who served as Youth Development Director in the Sacramento City Unified School District during Jonathan Raymond's tenure. Currently an assistant professor at Sacramento State University, Stacy oversaw the implementation of expanded learning programs, as well as summer initiatives to foster learning outside the classroom. Join us as she speaks to the importance of a year-round approach to educating the whole child. For more information about MUD or other resources on Whole Child Education, journey to www.wholechildchallenge.org. Keep those MUD boots handy and join us on our next episode.
0: IEL is dedicated to equipping leaders to better prepare children and youth for college, careers, and citizenship.